0: So thank you very much, Justin, for uh, taking this 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 session. Um, Youssef has been wanting to learn about smart contracts and developing in Web three for a very 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 long time. Um, he's been uh, mm-hmm. one of our the best students that we've had in Blockchain Sensei. Um, so I thought, okay, cool. Um, let me find someone that I feel has definitely got the skill set um, and has definitely got the experience of of building. Um, in a in a corporate setting um, so yeah I thought I'd use this session to do to, uh, an intro for you guys to each other. well. there was a couple of other people that were were interested but they just didn't have the availability for 11 o'clock today but that's fine we'll just arrange another session I'm hoping to make this a bit of a, a regular thing probably once every three months or something like that we'll we'll do something like this so yeah um Yusuf, if you, if you want to introduce yourself and then Justin, if you go after.
1: Absolutely. So I'm a big so sorry about that. So Justin, so basically I've been, um, I'm a software developer by by trade. So I've been doing this for about 15 years. So I've worked, i worked obviously mainly in investment banking. So BNP, uh, JP Morgan for about eight years. So implementing .NET um, applications. And now for the last few years, it's mainly based around Python. So I'm doing a lot of Python, uh, REST API, web services and so on. That's what I've been doing so far. And obviously on this side I'm doing a fitness coaching and trading. That's why I know Michael from obviously he's been my uh, my main teacher on how to get into trading into, into trading. So that's pretty much about me.
0: Boom. Um and then Justin, if you want to introduce yourself and then uh get started when you're ready.
1: Hi,
2: I'm uh Justin. I'm a uh freelance uh developer, uh full stack. Um no- I know a little bit about blockchain, but uh, not that much, but I usually do, um, MVPs and the, uh, and there people are increasingly asking me about blockchain, so I've learned and, uh, now I'm, uh, going to do some tutorials.
0: Okay, well, hey, brilliant. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, Justin, I'll let you, uh, lead the way. We'll try and keep this session to 45 minutes to an hour.
2: Okay, uh, so first off, uh, how's everyone doing? Oh, good!
0: Oh, good! Oh, good! Very good.
2: Okay, cool. Um, and to be to be quite honest with you, I didn't know what the experience of people was going to be on this call, mm-hmm. so I decided to make this um, as easy as possible um, and to to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're going to be uh, looking at is uh, Remix and Ethereum and solidity, solidity, <laughs> excuse me, um, and we're going to be making a smart contract that we can use uh, for a get coffee uh, app in uh, in in uh, in the future, possibly. Again, uh, what you what you're looking at are the default that come with uh, Remix. Okay. So we can, yeah, we can delete all of these. Um, and again, if we do go further on, we can, we can, uh, we can make some scripts and and uh, do some other stuff with those. Okay. But But uh, yeah, let's just delete all those. All right. So we've only got one. Okay. Now, can, what can you see on my screen now?
0: Uh, you've got the buy me a coffee, the home, a green play button, and then on the left hand side you've got scripts deploy with Ether, deploy with Web three.
2: Okay, great. That's brilliant. Um, because now what can you see? Uh,
0: SBDX license identifier. Uh, colon on license.
2: Great. Okay. So that's the first thing you need to write when you're uh, writing a uh, smart contract in Solidity. Um, usually if you don't write that, it doesn't work. Don't ask me why. Uh, it doesn't work. Okay. Um, uh, the next uh, line is simply... Uh, to do, to, when you're actually... Um, I'll just write it. You need to know what version of the that you're actually using uh for this we'll be using 0.800 anything um like 0.01 or or five should work with it so if you do 0.85, it, it should work but if it doesn't just go to um uh 0.8.0 and it should work uh i'm gonna go further on to that when, uh, uh, in a minute, okay. Um, by the way, this is one of the first times I've done this like this, so um, do forgive if I'm not um communicating correctly. No,
0: no, 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 you're communicating amazing for someone that I don't code at all, so this is amazing for me.
2: Cool, cool. Um, uh, right now, uh, what we're actually doing now is, is we're building a smart contract. Um and everything uh should go in here um so let's just begin um right and what I'm gonna do is uh try to go through each section and um, so that you know what it is okay so now what we're gonna do is make an event um I'm just gonna put that there. Yeah. Oh, and I'll uh, I'll try and save all of this um, to uh, to GitHub as well. Okay. Um, like that. Okay. And uh, I'll just copy that. Yeah, just, to copy a couple things because it's just easier. Um, I'm also going to explain them. Um, so uh, what we're uh what we're actually making is um a a um a smart contract that basically ask you for a message, uh, give the timestamp uh, if you pay me. So um, uh, what it will take from, it will take your address, it will take the timestamp, um, and that's every time it makes a, a new memo. Okay. That's the event. Um, again, uh, we have to build a structure. So we will just build that as well.
0: So why is the indexed bit in yellow as a total new
2: Um because it it's just letting you know that, that's um um uh indexed means that it'll be one after the other. So there'll yeah. be you can have more than one, but there'll be um it'll be in a row, like so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten index from index from uh no, I'll have to look at that one up actually. That's a question. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Nice.
2: Uh, now you stump me. Uh,
0: sorry. <laughs> it's
2: all right. Don't worry.
0: So I got to the structure. So the structure is it's gonna ask for an address. Uh, yeah. And then it's gonna timestamp right.
2: it. Yeah, and name. Now what we're trying. Uh we're doing is we're making that the address, the person that actually owns the um, uh, smart contract, that's who you're going to be paying. And this is going to be our list of memos. So um, that's just creating the array um, of memos. So everything that we actually make is going to go in here. So uh, it can be read afterwards. We're now I'm going to build a constructor. Um, right. Again, uh, this this means that uh, the person that owns it that's who's going to be it's going to be paying out to. Um, and again, uh, that will become more apparent when I uh, when I actually run it. Nice. Okay.
0: The deployer as a payable address so store the address of the deployer as a payable address when we withdraw funds we'll withdraw here okay yeah that's a simple instruction okay
2: yeah um right um let's create a function should work um this is basically now you'll see public view returns um Obviously, you know, every time you actually uh, um, uh, do something on the blockchain, it actually costs money. Mm-hmm. This won't uh, because it's public view, mm-hmm. so um, it's free. Uh, you're not actually, but be- um, you yeah. Actually- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, right, and now we're getting into the kind of the kind of crux of the uh, of, of what we're trying to do. Um, so I'm gonna build out the entire function um, to the end, I think. Yeah, let's just get it to the end. I yeah sorry to you buy copy. Um, it's asking for the name and the message. And again, um, if the person hasn't um, used the Ethereum, It's gonna come back with a message that says, can't buy coffee free. Uh, Once it's actually actually in storage, um, that's what it's gonna push. And again, it's just gonna admit this. We've built another function that allows you to withdraw the tips. So if we go over here, we've gotta make sure that it's, what? uh, 8.0, the compiler. So we'll just make sure the compiler is the same one. Uh, let's compile that. And again, all of this is done in the browser. So take a bit of time, but um, I'm trying to go as fast as I could. Um, also, um, I thought it'd be good to, to run something off the browser as well. While okay. So everyone's got the chance of using it.
0: So this contract is now basically saying... Anyone that wants a coffee has to have sent uh, more than one, more than zero ETH to this address, and then they get a coffee.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And then it will store that in the memory, um, and that's in this bracket, the last bit at the bottom, add the memo to storage, and then it just keeps the message of the person that's sent the money on the, and timestamps it on the block, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: I can read code. Woo! Yay! (laughs) It's that simple. Okay, uh, right, so now it's compiled it. So let's see what we actually get when we deploy it. Right, so let's deploy this. And let's look at our our deployed uh, contracts. And what we can see are three buttons. One says buy coffee, one says withdraw, one says get memos. And those, uh, again, uh, that's the withdraw function. The buy function is here, and the get memos function is over here. Mm, So, um, right. First off, um, so if we don't again, if we don't put any money into this, uh, I'm just gonna put my name, Justin. Oh, spoke just wrong, Justin. And then, um, hi there. How are you? Let's uh, send the contract. Uh, yeah, so we have got an error that time, right? And as you can see, the reason provided by the contract can't buy coffee for free. <laughs> again, that's this that's this line right here. Okay,
0: so it's you can't. So the the codes automatically recognize that that's not the right function, and it's gone. You're trying to flirt with me, so you can't have a coffee for flirting. You need to send me ETH.
2: Yeah, exactly. So now what we're going to do? We're actually going to send some ETH.
1: Quick quick question, Justin, you know that MSG.value, that MSG, how does he know what's in there if that makes sense? Is that a global variable somewhere? Or how does he know my balance of the account? Is that where the balance is stored? MSG.
2: Um uh, right. So because no. Um so what we have is this public payable here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if if you don't pay any money, then it won't run the code. So mm. Um, there's no value. It's not. It's not getting any value back. So that's the reason why, because it's not. Rest- it's not storing in the uh in in that part. Okay. So it's actually saying, oh, because you haven't got any money, I'm not. It's not stored, and and uh, that's why it's uh it's not giving it back. Okay.
0: Because so the public payables basically is the public payable waiting to. Receive the funds or is that checking that someone's got the funds
2: Uh, a little bit of both because if you haven't got the funds you can't pay and if you haven't paid then there's no message sent okay as far as i'm aware (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) that's the way it
2: works that's the way it works so when we go to debug uh again I'll, i'll show you that um so it's, it tells us what gas has been used, transition costs. Uh, yeah. We can see the output. Uh, it says now, Justin, hi there. How are you? Uh, and that's where it's from. Uh, and yeah, you can get everything else here. Uh, and then when we go get memos, uh, we can actually see that uh, again. So we do debug. Uh, no, not debug, sorry. Not debug. Pull it down. All right. Oh Jesus. Don't you hate when things go wrong. Alright. Um okay. Ah, uh, it? Oh, there we go. So it says uh it that's the output of the string. Uh, letting us know that that's the first timestamp. So if we do another one, um, we do another transaction with a different name. Um, uh, and then we'll do dude, where's, my um, and then we'll put um four transactions and then if we get um, that, pull that down. Um, the
1: The first one
0: oh Oh, so sorry I just want to go back a sec so the first bit was the contract recognised that a payment hadn't been sent and it stored the transaction the request was stored on the blockchain
2: yeah
0: okay okay get it
2: so if say so, say if there's no money on there, it will it won't it won't do anything. It will just come back with an error. Um and yeah. that's the error.
0: And every request is on the is stored on the blockchain. And where in, in this oh no, okay. Not a, 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 a. So it gets the transaction hash as the yeah. attempt. But
2: it hasn't actually stored that. So it hasn't uh, stored it as a as a memo. Um that's not stored there. Uh, we could we could do something where it does store it, but we, we haven't done it on this one. It just give you
1: gives you an error.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: I've got a quick question, Justin. You know when it comes to gas, don't go understand yep. what is this gas is it unique? So say the same way we buy Euros or sell Euros on Ethereum, we just we just pay gas fees. I'm not sure to understand this term.
2: Uh I'm not sure I understand gas properly as well. I can explain uh... this
0: a bit better. So the the gas is measured in what we call way um, and then when you go to uh, ethereum gas station um, it allows you to see what the current price of gas is or what the wei equals to in us dollars so then it, each transaction has a minimum um, of way that you would have to pay depending on how many transactions are happening in the network so let's say for example there's only a thousand transactions happening in the network the way might be like three way, which might equate to like $5. Whereas if there's 100,000 transactions happening, then the way might be 100. And then that works out to be about $500 that you have to pay per transaction. So every time that we sent this request uh, for the coffee or he was sending a message, it would have cost $500 depending on the gas fee at that time or how busy the network is.
1: Okay, but this this Remix software can we get a desktop version or is it on the browser? Because I'm, where is that stored? So when you do when you say transact, where's that blockchain? Is is it like a free? Where's it? So stored?
2: yeah, so this is a Remix. It's a it's a it's a um, it's a virtual machine. Um, it's stored nowhere. Well, it's stored on the on the on their virtual machine. Mm. Um, but you can uh. You can put it to um uh, you know um, either a test net or a, or a or a real um, blockchain, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that today
1: yeah, okay,
0: and if you wanted to I think if in regards to exploring the blockchain Youssef, I'll do a separate lesson with you on how to um trace transactions from wallets and stuff like that because that's that's a whole separate lesson. Yeah, well, today easy.
2: was only about um uh basically uh making a um uh what do you call it? Uh basic smart contract. contract. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then in terms of security, so if I've got my own blockchain, my own contract, how do I make sure that no one can actually execute that contract outside of my blockchain? That makes sense.
2: Well, you can do tests through um uh through um uh, remix. Um I suggest you get the uh the, um, the desktop version, um, and there's loads of, t- I'm just gonna try and see if I can, you can, you can do full tests um, for uh, for security on here. Um, see, this blockchain hasn't got much on it, um, but it's definitely something you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's debugging. It, it, it does tell you what, what um, it does give you data um, on there. But yeah, that's uh that's definitely something you should look into And I'm finished.
0: Okay. Can you show us what it looks like when the string when when it actually sends some ETH to the to for the coffee?
2: Right. Okay. Um, yeah, um so I can uh I can show you that on
0: because I'm wondering if it's as simple as you know like how you've done it when you've sent the message and then it goes you can't buy a coffee for free is it as simple as send one ETH and then it just recognises that one ETH's been sent
2: uh, let's have a look let's have a look um so I've actually done this already um on a different uh Let's see if I can get the right share. Um, Can you you see um, the ID, is the screen moving up and down? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's moving now, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, Right, so basically, as you can see, um, this has 100 Ether. Um and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure that this is the account that I am going to compile this and yes, yeah, so a compiler on that account. Uh, deploy it.
0: All right, what was the question? Um to see um where what money's actually been sent and someone actually gets the coffee
2: right okay so as you can see before i started um there is uh a little bit of ETH uh taking yeah, out yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I see that originally right now what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to a different account i'm gonna go to this account and then i'm gonna i'm just gonna make this is easier to see, so I'm gonna put that on 50. Sorry, I'm gonna put, i oh, just, 50, okay. And then um, I'm gonna say, right, uh, James Bond.
1: Hmm. Shaking my dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My name is James. Oh, James Bond. I should have said, no, that's what I should have said. Is Bond James? Oh, it's fucking atrocious. Alright, um so that's the ether on there if we trans make a transaction. Right, okay, so um the memo's been is there. Mm-hmm. Um and we can see on that account uh 50's gone. Now it hasn't gone back, it hasn't gone there yet because we haven't done a withdrawal. So mm-hmm. Once we do a withdrawal.
0: So this is now a user withdrawing that fifty from the smart contract?
2: Yep. Okay. It's it's in the it's in the it's in the guy uh it's in the original. Oh yeah, person. it's
0: gone. Yeah, I see it, I see it.
2: Yeah. hmm So that's what it looked like. Why oh. is it
1: not perfectly fifty? Is there a reason why? it's not fifty perfect.
0: That'd be the gas.
2: Yeah, that would be the
1: gas. Oh yeah, makes sense
0: okay that makes sense okay and then you know the script at the bottom does that change now the you know course, how before yeah. the text said um you did not buy a coffee or, or whatever it was uh it was
2: no no now um now it's part of the memos so the memo is so um
0: oh okay okay ah okay
2: it's right here so again if we don't if if we're if we're gonna be like cheap and don't send any money, it's gonna bring back that um, transaction here, which says,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, can't buy a coffee for free. All right, uh-huh. so that's an error uh, because when we stated in the code, um, we said that uh, you got you got you basically got to do something, you got to uh, pay something anything but you've got to pay something um uh, and if you don't you're going to get that error that says can't buy coffee for free
0: okay so only when it's successful it goes straight to the memo yes okay and then when it's not successful you get this message pop up yes okay and then even if it's successful or not successful there's still a transaction fee
2: uh no, I don't know. I don't think there's a transaction fee. If, no, there's no transaction fee if it's not um successful. If they don't have any money. It won't. It won't do anything.
0: Okay. Um, is there a I way should... of seeing even if the transaction's unsuccessful? Would there be a way of seeing any attempted transactions? So, as the person that's created the smart contract let's say for example i'm telling you yeah i did try and buy a coffee from you would you be able to now go and check the smart contract and go oh yeah i can see you you attempted but you didn't have any money
2: that function can be written in but we haven't written in this
0: okay cool cool cool, cool. okay that makes sense ah oh, amazing that's uh really really useful yeah you've given me a a much better understanding of what i'm when when i'm checking wallets now i'm understanding the process that's going on with the handover of the of the the digital asset and how it's doing that okay um so what i'll do is i'll take over that that was your bit done now right yeah yeah sure amazing thank you thank you very much justin what i'll do now is i'll now go to the eth block explorer and i'll show um how we would find transactions um and explore them so in regards to the, the when we was talking about the gas fees the the place to go to is just eef gas station so you just literally type eef gas station and that will bring up this and this tells you the cost of um gas fees at this moment in time which i've just realized they are seven cents that is crazily cheap oh my god yeah. Oh my god that's crazy. Okay, I need to buy some stuff if it's <laughs> if it's only that price. Wow. Okay. Um so yeah, I've seen these gas fees as high as like $44. So this is crazy to see that it's it's this low. Um so yeah, you can see um the 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 cost of it there. Um and then it shows you the total amount of uh gas for different things so this is and this is the real-time gas use um the time the wait times and there's lo- loads of information here to uh to, to explore so let's go and um so pretty much every wallet every blockchain the explorer is the same so if we go ETH explorer that'll bring up the ethereum explorer and then you just type in what it is that you're looking for um then if they say for example we was tracking a transaction we did on bmb b bmb explorer oh oh so you you've got the explorer version and then you've got the scan version so the explorer version is kind of like the it does the same thing but it's kind of like the less the ui is not as good so you've got binance scan for ch- scanning things on the binance network You've got ETH scan for scanning things on the Ethereum network. You can see this one's a little bit cleaner than the Explorer one. Uh, let's say for example, it was using something like SwissBorg. You just go SwissBorg scan. Okay, hold on a why is that not worked? Oh yeah, it's there. So yeah, the because it's on the Ethereum network, you can scan it inside there. Uh, let's go polygon scan. My screen sharing, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So polygon scan, it's there as well. So it's the same, the same way. So what you can do is you can just um, check for um, transactions that have that have happened. So let's use um, what I'll do is I'll use an example now of uh, something in my wallet,
1: one of my wallets. So you could paste your own wallet transaction and see it on the on the scan, basically.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let me just find a wallet that I used to buy an NFT. So I've been messing around with this Coinbase wallet. So let me do that one. Okay, so what this should let me do, being as the Coinbase wallet, is now um, it's, it's by text now instead of like the long wallet address. So let's see, this is the first time I'm trying this. So let's see if it works. So I am Mr. I D. If not, we'll just find an NFT one and, and follow that one. No, it's not letting me uh, check it. Okay, cool. So let's do just uh, an NFT one. Let's just find uh, someone on OpenSea, for example, and we'll have a look at someone's wallet. So, and you can see all the chains are there, and then you just basically select the, the scan for the, for the for the chain. Um, so, if we go, we want to go collectors. So, let's say, for example, these Donald Trump ones that have just come out, right? Let's see who's been buying them. So we've got activity. Okay, cool. So we can see here's some sales and some resales. One 37 seconds ago, 49 seconds. So it's quite, quite active. So let's go with this one here. Let me click on it and it'll bring up this person's wallet, their account. On here and these are all the things that this person's holding in their wallet on uh, OpenSea so then what we can do is we can get the address so we click the address and then we go to EveScan. there we go and now we can see what's got, been happening in this wallet so we can see this is the value that's in the wallet at the moment we can see the, the transactions that have happened. So there's been some stuff they've been doing with, with Polygon as well. You can see when the wallet was created and stuff like that. So again, this is just something you'd want to play around with. Just go on OpenSea, find a random wallet, um, have a play around with it. And then you can see the other tokens that have been held in this wallet. So you can see there's a 1,000 um dollars of wrapped ETH, there's $3,000 of USDC, $12 of of, of MATIC, Um, and then you can see the NFTs that this person's holding, and then the other types of tokens that they've they've got. Cool. And then, yeah, that's the way that that works. So then as well, another way of doing it with a slightly better UI is zapper.fi. If we take that same address and we pop it there, it should yeah, there we go. It'll bring up the wallet, and then it should calculate. Yeah, you can see it's saying syncing, and it should calculate what's in the in the wallet, and it should show the NFTs that this person's got. So yeah, we saw on the Eve scanner that this person had two Goblin towns, so it's now showing the wallet how much is in the wallet it's now showing the nfts that have been held and then the the type of nfts that they are and then if we wanted to it should let us see the transactions that have happened on each network so personally i prefer zapper.fi i think it's just a, a really clean ui ux to to track wallets and to see what's 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 going on so yeah that's that. Have some fun with that. Um, any questions on wallet tracking, transaction tracking on scan?
1: I'm just surprised that you can actually view anyone's wallet content. I thought that was not confidential. But if someone's got a billion dollars in his wallet, then anyone can. Have... I'm wish he's secure, but you know, I wasn't aware that this type of information was uh, publicly available.
0: Yeah, that's that's the whole point of it. Is that it's publicly available. And this is why everything that's happening in the law in, with FTX and Binance and all these companies at the moment is, is quite interesting is because people are watching these wallets all the time, the biggest wallets and going, oh, okay, well, this person's just moved a billion dollars. Why have they just moved a billion dollars? Mm-hmm. Whereas with traditional finance, you can't see when a platform when you can't see when HSBC has moved two billion dollars, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: But the 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 way that the lawmakers are making it seem is as if, oh, it's really bad. These crypto and these blockchain people, they're really bad. That look at them, like defrauding people and whatever. And it's like, no. The only reason people realized they were getting defrauded is because they were checking the blockchain. Whereas people can be getting defrauded all day, every day, in traditional banking, and they would they would never know. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: So this is where it's a bit, uh, bit different. So yeah, let's let's again, if we if we look at some of the biggest NFTs on the on the on the planet. So if we go, all NFTs. If we go um, rankings. So we we know, uh, let's say, for example, CryptoPunks. Oh, there we go. So CryptoPunks, we know those are selling for like 289 ETH. Some of them are selling for a couple of million. So this one's, what, 60 ETH. This one last sold for 150 ETH, 142 ETH. So this, when you start doing the wallet tracking, you start realizing, hang on a minute, this is only... There's only certain um, people that are actually making a lot of money. So we, here we can see the transfer and the sale history of, of this this one and who it was from and who it was to. So we can see this person, Millennial eighth. This Let's go and look at their wallet. These are the NFTs that they own. You can see they've got a few goblin towns as well. But now let's go and have a look at their total wallet on Zappify. And then when I've been doing this, some of the wallet accounts are, are crazy. There's literally wallets that you're just looking at that are buying these NFTs that apparently are for normal everyday people. But they've got like 500 million of ETH in their, in their wallet. And you're just like, That's not a normal everyday person. And again, the only way that you could track this is because of platforms like this and because of the blockchain. And this is what I think is slowing down a lot of the progress of of things because this kind of ability for ordinary everyday people to be able to look into wallets like that is amazing. So yeah, we can see this person's got $263 of uh of crypto but it's got 165 200k worth of nfts so this one probably this one seems like more like a a real person um whereas if we go back to the activity history on normally once you keep going back 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 through the activity history of like who had it so we can see Let's go, two years ago, JMG bought it. So let's go and look at JMG's wallet. Copy, go to zap.fi.
2: Should bring it up.
0: There we go. Yeah, one hundred seventy-six k. So this one's this one's a little bit more normal, to be fair, as well. But yeah, and then it gets even more interesting if when you go to Coin Market Cap, and you can click on a token. So let's go uh let's let's go ETH. And then it normally on Coin Market Cap shows you the the top the like the, the, the token distribution. So if we go more info. Yeah. Okay, it's not what they're really doing it
2: there. Let's go wallets.
0: Okay, maybe not that one. Let me do it with one that I know that we can do it with. So we can do it with uh, Kronos. Ah, here we go. So you can see here the, the top... Addresses, so we can see, ninety-three percent of crypto.com is held by just ten people, which shows that it's not decentralized at all. So then, what we do is we take some of the addresses. So we got like this address here that owns three percent, and then we would go to the Crow Scanner. Don't know if that, I don't know if this one works on Zappify, but let's, let's, let's try. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So we can see here that this wallet is holding 187 million worth of crow and just $103 of ETH. So we can clearly see that this person isn't that active on in crypto. And then if we wanted to, we can see when the last transactions on ETH on this wallet were. So we'd be able to see how active this owner of all this actually is. So if we go to be October the tenth, twenty twenty two. You can see the transactions for the crow as well. So this is why this stuff is so, so, so powerful in terms of tracking behavior uh, and misbehavior. So,
1: yeah. Wow. Awful stuff.
0: No worries, no worries. But yeah, now now what Justin's shown you earlier now makes sense of what I've just shown you, if that makes sense. Mm. So what I've just shown you is the front end what Justin's shown you is the back end, but what why it's important to know the back end is because the front end can be manipulated.
1: Yep,
0: yep. So yeah, that's why it's super important. But yeah, uh, thank you everybody. Great session. Um, one for the history books. Um, yeah, let's let's try and get another session in 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 a couple of weeks, just after after Christmas. Yeah,
2: sounds good. Absolutely enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.
0: No worries. <laughs> See you later, guys. See you in a bit. Bye.
2: Yeah, bye.